Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Prosek, and we have not one, but two guests today. Um, we have uh, Kishan Bachelador and Nina Kern. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. I'm great. I, did, I didn't do anything productive today, so I'm, I'm good. Those days happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are the co-hosts of the White Collars Red Hands podcast, a podcast you can actually listen to um, all podcast places that it's available to listen to. But if you're someone who wants a free, free way to support them, you can always listen to them on Entertainment Buffet's YouTube channel. And it's uh, just a free way to support their podcast. Uh, but yeah, um, before we kind of jump in to what we're going to be talking about today, do you guys want to go ahead and actually just like plug uh, where to find the, the podcast or even just yourselves on social media, if you'd like to plug that? Yeah, Nina, you're the social media queen. You can you can start. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> he's he's saying that because he was roasting me earlier because I use our white collars, red hands, face uh, Instagram account to like my own stuff on my own private page, <laughs> and he was giving me a bad time about that earlier. So um, yeah, I'm the social media queen. Um, so you can find us um on every almost every major social media platform. We are on facebook.com slash white collars, red hands. We're on Twitter at white collars pod. We are on Instagram at white collars underscore red hands. We have our own uh, website, www.whitecollarsredhands.com. Seeing a theme here. Yeah. Um, a lot of, <laughs> we like to keep it consistent over here at white collars, red hands. Um, personally, you can find my stuff on TikTok and Instagram at I am Nina Kern. That's N-I-N-A-K-E-R-N. And uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Shake Despair, S-H-A-K-E-D-A-S-P-E-A-R. I am also on Twitter, but I don't really use it. <laughs> right, yeah. Twitter's like one of the last ones I check nowadays, I'll admit. I, I always plug it, but I'm like, mm, you may see gaps. <laughs> There's huge <laughs> gaps in my Twitter. It's like I think of a I think of a joke every like four months. So yeah, yeah. It, it's going yeah. pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. Before, uh, well, today, guys, we're going to be talking all about white collar crime, crime media, and uh, really, uh, I, I wanted to bring you guys on because personally, not only because you're on the Entertainment Buffet YouTube channel, but uh, as someone who has a job where I can listen to podcasts now a lot, uh, I. I've been enjoying diving into your guys's podcast um, for a number of reasons. Uh, one being that I have kind of a financial background. I was in banking for a few years, and now I kind of have like accounts receivable uh, kind of collections type job. And I think that crime media is already so popular, like especially murder podcasts and yeah. like murder mm -hmm. media. Uh, but like something that doesn't get covered enough is financial and like white collar crime which so when you guys announced that you were doing that as a podcast i'm like oh thank god not just another murder podcast uh, <laughs> so uh do you want to yeah just tell the listeners a little bit about the podcast and maybe just kind of what inspired you to start this yeah um there's so that that's kind of why I started it I looked at true crime I started listening to a lot of true crime podcasts I'm a true crime fan I, I love uh, true crime. I listened to the normal murder stuff, uh, all, all of that. But I noticed that a niche wasn't being filled 
in the podcasting area. And I'm really, at least personally, very um, passionate about that these crimes are just as bad as all of the other crimes that are talked about. Um, maybe not murder, but you, you know, they're, they're pretty bad. And we don't talk about them because they're not uh, for, I, I don't know, for the lack of a better term, sexy, right? You know, like, like <laughs> we, we've, we have um, like romanticized uh, like violent crime and people are so interested about it, but people seem to not have the same interest in financial crimes. And that's why it's not in the media and it's not brought up enough because um, people think it's boring and it takes a uh, background into it. But I think we've shown we don't have a financial background. No. We, do, we <laughs> no. do a lot of the, we do a lot of very, uh, uh, a lot of research from a place starting at the bottom. Yeah. And, and uh, you don't need to know a lot about financials to uncover just how bad some of these people are. Yeah, which I think that was one thing, you know, I as a listener, I appreciated was that you were not financial experts. You guys were not people who uh, are going to throw out like fancy terminology or just like get people lost in like what it is, because it's like you were basically just like some steps ahead of us finding out what they did and then just reporting back to us so that we can follow along on what they did, because so many of these I've never heard of. Some I've like heard names or mm -hmm. I've heard like a, a certain controversy. Um, but like so many of these I never heard of from like the stuff with waste management uh, to just like any company you think of, it's like, oh, let me guess what they do now. Like how many books have been fixed? Like it's insane. And, and you're so right that murder is just something that like, Look how many crime television shows there are, both nonfiction, like with true crime, but also Law and Order SVU, uh, Law and Order, uh, Criminal Minds, uh, like it's just countless. And I think, like you said, like you think about like, okay, like the OJ trial, it's like this big nationwide thing and like sure when the 08 financial crisis happened I, I i was younger you know i was in like high school at the time and i remember it being on the news but i felt like it was one of those things that a lot of people didn't quite understand like they didn't understand what happened right. <laughs> and right. then like you see like uh the movie like the big short and like they try to like dumb it down sometimes and be like so this is what happened and i think the reason why not only is there not enough content about it, but also people just, I think, dismiss it is because they're like, oh, it's probably complicated. It's like, it's maybe it's not as complicated as we think. <laughs> like, right. uh, so I guess, Kashan, you said it was something that you kind of noticed. Uh, when did you like bring Nina into it? Or when did you decide like, okay, I actually want to make a podcast about this? Uh, it was over the pandemic when I think a lot of people found uh, other outlets. Uh, I was like, I was doing improv comedy and uh, sketch comedy and acting when I could here in Chicago before the pandemic. And then when I was stuck in my house for months, I found an outlet for that that let me stay at home. And me and Nina, we uh, worked together at the same restaurant. And, you know, we were friends and we always said really, you know, we we jived together comedically, I think. Like, so yeah. when I thought of someone to bring on, I Nina. Yeah, he yeah, I remember you asking me about it and you were it was funny. You were like, hey, I got an idea. And I was like literally getting drinks for my table off of the bar. And he's like, hey, you want to do this podcast with me? I, you know, I 
I need, I need, I need diversity. He's like, I can't have another, I can't have another guy. I, I know you're white, but I need, yeah. I need somebody else. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I, yeah, I didn't want just two men talking about it either. Cause I think that especially when you get into the financial realm, uh, you don't have as many uh, diversified perspectives on it. Sure. So that was also part of it. I love how that pitch makes me seem like I was a <laughs> asking someone to a dance, but yeah, but yeah. that's kind of how you acted though. Um, I just, I was like, he, he approached it. Like she's going to say no. <laughs> and I didn't I, say no. It's great. I wanted to do this dance with you. <laughs> so I guess when it comes to the research for all of these crimes, uh, kind of run us through, you know, because obviously you guys kind of uh, flip flop, like who's doing the research and mm -hmm. who's like the co-host kind of just like hearing the information. Um, do you guys always just the one host does the research and the other one has no research or do you sometimes do it together? Like talk, talk about that process. So there are definitely times where depending on our schedules, sometimes we'll go in blind when the other person has done the research, just kind of depending on how, what we've had going on that week. Um, usually like I will read a couple articles just so I have some sort of idea about what we're talking about. I just won't do as in depth of research if he's leading that week. And I think it's somewhat similar for you. Yeah. Uh, I've actually learned to like coming more with a fresh perspective of it and not knowing the story. So I can kind of supplement in it where I'm not stepping on Nina's toes with like, oh, uh, like, like trying to input information, but more being able to react to it. Like our audience is going to react to it because most of the time, like you said, they don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like to be a backboard for it for a little bit to make sure that, you know, everything is. And the other way too, that like Nina, if I say something and Nina's like, how does that work? She can like ask questions that maybe, maybe she would have known if she did more research or if right. I had done more research on that day. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so have you guys, uh, <laughs> with all the financial stuff that you have to read, like compared to where you were a year ago, do you definitely feel more versed in like the financial realm a little bit? <laughs> 100%, at least for me. I know, I know more about what I'm talking about, but there's like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like this stuff is, <laughs> it's, this is, this has been a challenge for me. All right. And, um, there's a lot of terms that I forget what they mean. Like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, we recorded an episode and I was like, and what this means is this. And he's like, yeah, we fucking talked about it last week. <laughs> not and I was that like, aggressive. Not that aggressive. Not that aggressive. <laughs> he was like, no, we, he's like, yeah, we talked about it last week. And I was like, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what it meant because yeah. it's, it's so not how my brain works. So um, I definitely feel more. I feel, I was going to say I feel more better. I don't feel that's not proper English, but I do feel more versed, but I do not feel like an expert. I'll oh, say that expert. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> do I, do I know what a call option is now? Maybe, yeah. you know, I did not know <laughs> anything about that before. Can so. I defraud a company? No, 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 I can't pull these schemes. <laughs> well, that is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keeps me humble. So if Nina's ever a CEO, you, you guys know you can trust her. Yeah, right? I won't be pulling any, anything. Right. Everyone's just going to appoint idiot CEOs so that <laughs> to avoid crime. Too stupid to cheat. Yeah. Like that movie, Idiocracy, where everybody, all the idiots are ruling. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just financially. Financially. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I'm curious, because uh, you guys have been doing this for uh, over a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you, you do it weekly, which I commend you for that. Uh, as someone who's been been podcasting for a handful of years, I cannot go weekly. <laughs> um, what are the episodes? I'd love to hear just like the ones that have stuck out to you, whether it's ones that you've just recently done or it's been like months and you're like, man, I, I still can't believe that story. Like what are your favorites or like the ones that have really stuck with you this time? Um, I'm pretty sure my favorite and I'm like, watch me mess up who I'm talking about. It's what is, that's what I'm worried about. But Marcus Schranker, where um, yeah. he like faked his own death <laughs> to get out of it. That's my favorite episode we've ever covered. And I was like the lengths that he went to. Yeah, we we have more fake suicides than I thought we would yeah, when we started a lot this of podcast. Fake it's yeah. like three, I think, out of but all the episodes. That's definitely like my that might be my favorite episode that we've recorded. I one. really love that one, and that one has stuck out with me. Um, another one that has it's not my favorite, but um, just because the story was horrible. But um, Jack Abramoff, that one, I just mm. couldn't believe. The amount of corruption with the lobbying that high up, that one definitely sent me on a spiral. (laughs) Afterwards, I was like, we'll never be okay. We're going to like, as a world collapse because like all this terrible, all these terrible things. Um, But that one definitely stuck out as well. Yeah, our, our weekly podcasting schedule is fueled by existential dread. Yes, so uh, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. The, the Max Schrenker one, uh, you mentioned that he faked his death. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I heard that one or not. What, what was the the company or the crime that, that he did? Uh, he was, he was an insurance lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And he was, he was, uh, dip it. He was convincing the people who like, like personal injury. He was convincing people who had personal injuries to like invest with him. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And then he flew a plane and jumped out of it like he was D.B. Cooper. Um, but he was found, so yeah. not as cool yeah. as D.B. Cooper. Uh, yeah. And then he tried to slit his wrists in the tent that they found him Oh, yeah, in the fake suicide did end, end with, with a try to suicide. He had a failed suicide attempt. It was crazy. Jesus. Yeah. What about you, Kasham? What's one of your favorite ones? You know what my favorite one is, actually, uh, is the episode was so towards the beginning we it was this is the first podcast both of us have ever done yeah there's a lot we've learned a lot through this experience we have and we we didn't um organize the information in a good way towards (laughs) the beginning but the episode that made us start writing uh outlines for our episodes and more (laughs) scripting our episodes is still one of my favorites though is the michelle sindona episodes from our first season uh which is a a story that nobody knows about there's almost nothing about it on the internet so our podcast is like one of the only places you can hear about this story which is cool and it came from a book called power on earth by nick uh which i read for that episode but he was an italian banker who worked closely with the vatican and probably the mafia who also faked his own death uh it's just such a sensational um, story because he faked getting kidnapped and like getting beat up by the mafia and held captive in Italy, but the whole thing was fake. And no one has made a biopic on this guy. He was murdered also by the mafia. That was his last thing. He was convicted for murder and then murdered by the mafia in prison. 
Wow. Yeah. And that one is crazy because there's like no information about it on the internet. That one, that one has like absolutely no, that was a episode that I went in completely blind because he had to order the book and it took like a few weeks for the book you, to get you, here. You can't even so get I, the ebook. How did you <laughs> yeah. even hear about the crime and the person to begin with? If it's so hard to so find. I had a friend from high school. His name is Matt Yoder and he actually has his own podcast. It's called grift cast. I know it's on Apple podcasts. So shout out to Matt. Um, but he contacted me and was like, Hey, I don't know how he knows about this, but Matt also like, knows about a lot of random stuff that most people don't know about. And he was like, Hey, you guys should cover this case. And so I was like, Hey, Kashan, my friend said we should do that. And that was actually our first fan submitted episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he was really a fan, but whatever Matt submitted the, the idea for the episode. And um, that's how we found out about that one. It is a great story. It's the one that I recommend to the most people where I'm like, if you need to know about a story that, cause we found misinformation on the internet doing that. Where yeah. like we're like we where there were like primary sources in the book that disproved stuff that was on like the wicked the very short Wikipedia article and I was like this yeah a lot wow. of information had been like wiped out that one was crazy that's probably the craziest one information wise that we've covered oh yeah just because there were so many holes and so many like yeah that one was kind of wild yeah I, I know that one that i personally reached out to you guys that, that i was like yeah you yeah, guys gotta lou cover perlman. it lou perlman the that was another really fun one i really loved doing that one too boy band con i i think i may have talked about it i don't know a year or so ago on the podcast but yeah just crazy because like you know uh safe to say we're all kind of like 90s kids right mm-hmm. uh uh and like we grew up with nsync and backstreet boys and to I had no idea that any of this was going on at the time because I was in like grade school. And then obviously like they went off to like sort of break up some uh, sometimes still do like reunion type stuff. And to have like Lance Bass produce this documentary and how he didn't just like con them and like other bands and like use it as like almost like a money laundering type thing. But the fact that he has one of the biggest ponzi schemes like in american history mm-hmm. and it's just like oh shit why is this because like i feel like a lot of people know the name bernie madoff even if you don't know what yeah. he did that's like a famous one that uh you know like the phrase ponzi scheme you know made off but like i was like why does no one talk about lou perlman <laughs> like he literally took a picture of like a model plane in front of an airport <laughs> to make it look like he owns an airline and people believed it. I'm like, this is insanity. <laughs> it, that one was another favorite of mine. He was a blimp salesman. Yeah, too. How a many, blimp, like, like so niche. Right? <laughs> So we got neat. guys we got into the wrong business we got to get into we blimp really sales. he made millions of dollars in blimps who knew fake blimps who knew too. i was gonna say yeah or insurance fraud with yeah. with the crashing of the blimps yeah. <laughs> but um yeah it's i think that's one thing that i you know personally enjoy about the podcast is ones that i have never heard of and one thing that you mentioned uh, with the Sedonia, am I saying that right? Sedona. Yeah, yeah Sedona. Uh, is, it is pretty crazy how not many of these have, whether it's like television or movie adaptations, because how many 
murderer adaptations do we have like or detective stories like zodiac things it's countless like just it's an entire like murder is almost its own genre instead of crime you know (laughs) (laughs) uh and like i guess when you read these stories and you hear how crazy it's like, don't you just like see like movies or TV shows being made about these? Sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Some of these stories are just so they have so much to them that would be so good dramatized. Like I think Mm -hmm. people would could love it if done correctly. Well that, and I think like when you look at uh, like, I, I look at various crime documentaries of like the recent, like, last five ten years or so and like making a murderer was one that like i felt like everyone watched but if more of this stuff was on financial crime i think you would just get more attention um but like you said i feel like people are just like ah it's 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 complicated and i don't i don't know what's happening and da 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 and they just kind of like write it off and it's like maybe if whether it's documentaries or fictionalized if this stuff was out there and more ways people would be like oh yeah this is a problem (laughs) yeah yeah I also think too part of the issue is and this just might be me having my own opinion but I feel like also everybody can just agree that murder's wrong and we're like oh my god that's so scary oh my god that's so wrong but like a lot of people are shady with their finances a lot of people are like shady with money and so i think that sometimes it also doesn't get covered because it's just not shocking enough does that make sense no i i agree but then so so to me the more shocking thing is how often at the end of the episode you guys reveal that people either did not go to jail or like oh they had uh, time it's like oh or they had like some sort of fine that does not (laughs) is not comparable to what they stole and how many lives that they probably affected. And I guess you guys have done over 50 so episodes. Uh, Would you want to take a rough percentage guess how many people actually go to jail or would you say are actually found guilty in some capacity? Uh, I'd probably say maybe we, we try to cover ones where they, they get jail sentences but the thing is, it's hard to prosecute corporations. So every corporate entity mm-hmm. we talk about, a lot of like probably 50% or less do individuals actually get um, like judicial punishments. Um, if it's an individual, uh, maybe probably more, maybe like 70, 75 yeah. to, to 80%. Yeah. Um, just because but, of the nature of the crimes. But the crimes usually don't fit the punishment. Oh, no. They very rarely fit the punishment. Like, I think I think they should at least have to pay back the amount that they've been proven to have stolen. And that's the biggest injustice to me. It's like they take this money and then they don't even, like, get charged by the court to pay back that amount. And that that should be like the bottom line. It's like, okay, you defrauded people out of a provable $20 million. You at least have to pay the legal fees back to the state to prosecute you, plus that $20 million back to the company, the entities, or the people you stole it from. And that's somehow not part of our yeah, that financial never happens. Law. Yeah, which, and, and you know, the, this may seem stupid to say, but like, I just feel like, Cause honestly, guys, it's funny. Money is just like this made up thing 
Oh like, yeah. It's just like, it's just these numbers that people are talking about, like on a computer, it's like, oh, there's millions here, millions there, but it's like, it's not like it's all physical. So you would think that like, for example, like the Lou Pearlman one, when he like scammed these old people out of like their retirement out of like, I don't know, like, let's say uh, $75,000 or wh whatever it is. It's like, like you said, it was a proven, this amount was stolen. Like if, like the government or someone could just like make up like, all right, you have the 75,000 back, you, you know, like it doesn't actually, it, it'd be right, different right, if it was, very easily. if it was physical stuff that like back in the day when it was just like coins that like you had to transport, yeah. but it's like, right. all right, you have yeah. it back now. We found that it's gone and it's back to you now. Uh, our bad that we didn't catch that sooner. Uh, <laughs> like, which is, sounds like a rudimentary solution to financial crime, but also it feels like something that is quantifiable. We don't quite have it figured out how to solve the problem once we figure it out. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I guess as far as the ones that, like you said, uh, there's many that the corporation doesn't kind of, uh, doesn't get charged enough by the courts. Is there one in particular or a number that shocked you the most out of like the lack of punishment? I mean, I know that like we all know the like 08 financial crisis that like almost no one served jail time, if anyone, for no one, no one did. Not, not one executive did. Yeah. And that that crippled not only like <laughs> people involved in all those companies but like the nation and yeah. other... there was a world economy collapse yeah it yeah directly caused by them um the one i mean right now it's ongoing but i really don't think anything's gonna happen but we um discussed evergrand a couple weeks ago and they like it's going to be worse than what happened with the Lehman brothers in 08. Like they're like $300 billion in debt. This is a wow. Chinese company. Yeah. It's 10 times the liability of the, of the Lehman brothers when they went um, insolvent. Yeah. So um, that one was pretty shocking. Now they, that, as I said, that's ongoing, but I also don't think they're going to really get in trouble. Uh, my, my biggest one, which Nina wouldn't remember because she was not there for. Uh, oh, Coingate. You were there for Coingate. Oh, not Coingate. The laundry one. <laughs> yes, the cash laundromat. That was it. I knew I had to do with coins and cash. Which is on the, <laughs> the multinational banking giant HSBC, which has been proven to launder money for the cartels and quite a few other things. They have a lot of blood on their hand. They they got a um, fine by the U.S. government and a non-prosecution they, they can't be prosecuted for the crimes in the future because of this settlement for like 16, um, it was $16 billion, I think, but their annual revenue is like 160 billion and they're literally laundering money for the cartel. And uh, England called up America and said, hey, if you actually prosecute them, you're gonna tank our economy. So it's that too, too big to fail, too big to exist in my opinion. Um, wow. kind of kind of bank. So that's what it was. It was a, it was an actual slap on the wrist to get the U.S. to stop prosecuting them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, I guess uh, now that you've been doing it for a little while and uh, obviously as podcasters, uh, we kind of, you know, sometimes we get comments or like you guys have mentioned, you've gotten uh, folks to reach out and give you 
mm-hmm. episode recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, are there particular episodes that whether it was like comments or like even just friends or people reaching out to you that uh, stuck out to the audience that people were most shocked about? At least feedback that I have personally received. It's a lot of people who are like, I just listened to the podcast and it was great. And they, they don't tell me which episode they listened to. Um, my mom's friend just listened to one and I can't remember which one she told me. The, the one that I've gotten a really good response on because the case is actually pretty big in the media right now. So it's very topical is the Theranos episode that we Yes, did. that's the one she listened to. Yeah. Oh no, she listened to Evergrande. So that, and she was like, I need to listen to Theranos. That's the one that people have commented on most to me recently. And that was at the end of last season, I believe. So, and literally like the case just wrapped up, the jury's in deliberation. So we're about to get a verdict on that case uh, we covered. And I think those are kind of really fun for us because we do a lot of old ones, including this season. We actually did the first bank collapse from the 1500s, uh, the Medici bank, which is a that really one fun one. Fun. Uh, that one I- is one of my favorites because I'm just like, of course, crime goes that far back, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> soon as soon as laws were existed, crime started. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. So. Easy. Yeah. Uh, the Tuscan son. Uh, <laughs> so Theranos, just a quick reminder for uh, for my listeners who maybe haven't heard the episode. Do you want oh, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a quick summary of what that is and they can check out that episode. Yeah, uh, Theranos was a biotech startup company uh, started by a woman named Elizabeth Holmes, who was the CEO. And she um, made claims that they had developed a machine called the Edison that used a single drop of blood to process over 100 uh, different blood tests. Uh, the only problem was is that they lied about the machines being effective for these and set up a partnership with Walgreens where they actually were starting to take blood and doing tests for people um, and either running them on the Edison and getting results that were not correct most of the time or diluting the blood so that they could use it in normal testing machines and also telling people they were like HIV positive when they weren't. And other things like that. So she's, she's on trial for mostly defrauding investors. So Jesus. Yeah. I, I, that one I listened to and uh, I, I will say I'll have to double check, but I think as far as entertainment buffet on the YouTube goes, I think that is one of the more listened to ones on the YouTube. Uh, so uh, considering that's recent and is still actually yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense now because <laughs> yeah. hearing that and, and as someone who like a couple of years ago, uh, luckily avoided it being anything serious, but I was getting like blood tests like a lot and I was just like, God, how I would be livid if like they said I had something and then like just radically changed, like whether it's medicines or whatever. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh actually you, you don't have that thing we said you had <laughs> just insane uh the amount of things that people can get away with uh well hopefully they won't get away with that's the aim yeah (laughs) hopefully um so as far as uh ones that people have you know either reached out to you personally um would you guys like to kind of share like maybe the ones that are have you noticed the most listened to and has that kind of steered you in a direction of wanting to find certain certain topics after those responses. I'm going to let you take the reins because you are very into the analytics. Yeah. I'm the one he's, he's the one. Well, the yeah. He's the one who checks them all the time. And then I, I come and he's like, 
this is what they are. And I, and I like, I love looking at them and, um, but he also has more access to them than I do. So, um, um, I will say we get, uh, some of the, some of the engagement we get is, is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we get the most engagement on the things that you think people would already know about. Mm -hmm. So our Enron episode, our Lehman Brothers episode, and then we also get big pops on stuff that uh, is really still going on in pop culture. So stuff like Theranos, uh, and then stuff like we did the um, Tom Girardi mm -hmm. and Erica Jane yes. and the the Real House Real Housewives. Is that is that the show? Yeah, Real Housewives with Beverly Hills. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, and th those ones get a lot of engagement. So we've, we've tried to do a little bit more of that, maybe some cases that are still ongoing, or uh, maybe just we, we try and hit the bigger ones. We still have more coming on, but we've done most of them by now. We've done 50 episodes, so there's not yeah. a lot left in that tank. But. But, um, but then we'll get random ones that I'm not expecting us to get huge hits on. Like, I, they're interesting. Don't get me wrong. They're interesting, but like, I remember we covered we covered Lenny Dykstra, who was a um, American baseball player. Now, listen, I'm not into sports, so I didn't know who this guy was. So maybe people actually like other people know who this guy is, but it was one of our most listened to episodes. People loved the Lenny Dykstra. They episode. loved it, and he's like, like two weeks after it aired, I come over and he's like, we have like a lot of plays on this one, and I was like, really. And it, it, and it was a really good episode. I, I that was that another I one. Love baseball, so. That's another one that's just like crazy. You can't really believe what happened happened. And yeah, it did really well. But like sometimes it's like out of left field. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, uh, he played, he I played know, center field. I know, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baseball terms. But uh, yeah, sometimes it'll like, it'll be ones we're not even expecting to get huge hits on that do really well. Yeah, I think the thing that kills me about so many of these crimes, too, is it's hardly ever like, oh, they did a crime and then like it's found later. It's like it's always like, oh, they've been like, say, fixing the books for like years or, you know, it's like, well, don't you think at some point you're going to get caught? You know, like it's it's just like, oh, oh, I'm just going to keep rolling the dice, you know, like I'm just going to keep I'm at the craps table. I'm going to keep rolling the dice over and over and it's just like all right at some point that like the other shoe is going to drop like uh it for people that are sometimes very intelligent to figure out ways to find these crimes isn't it also hilarious in a way on how many of them are dumb for just how they get caught yeah 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 uh, uh, the use of emails is when i bring up all yes. the time like stop <laughs> yeah stop sending emails about the crimes you're committing yeah, literally because <laughs> they will find those um and everyone commits that commits that cardinal sin in financial uh crime for some reason they're like yeah steal all the money from from that account and move it to just like spelling it out in emails there's a lot of them and i'm thinking i if i'm remembering correctly it was the jack abramoff one that they were like, yeah, screw that person over. Ha yeah. ha ha. And Enron was bad about it. Enron too. was really bad too. But also with some of these though, with the emails, like this was the early 2000s. So I do think that maybe they thought that like people weren't going to go through them, but even still it's remarkable how many people would just like put all that info in an email and send it. Yeah. But they so leave some sort of trail. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easy. Like if you're going to do financial crimes now, just send the details over Snapchat. So it's deleted immediately. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or just only speak about it in person. And not that we should be giving ways to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, get no, away with crimes. <laughs> don't try this at home, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, with the, the uh, college admission scandal, they did try to talk about it just in person, but then he was wiretapped. So. Yeah. So you can't even trust your you friends. You can't even trust your friends. Yeah. Maybe you just shouldn't do the crime. Yeah, don't don't commit crime. I guess that's the number the, one thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best way to prevent crime. Right? So, that, that argument, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I guess uh, how many of these? It's not that like obviously you're gonna run out because there's always gonna be crime, but like, have you gotten to a point now that you've been doing it for over a year that? Um, it's harder to find certain stories because maybe they're less famous or anything like that? Uh, yes and no. Yeah. Um, we've done, like I said, we've done all the big ones, but honestly, when it comes to finding new ones, there's so many, um, especially when you look at, we don't just cover financial scandals and accounting scandals. Uh, we want to, we, we specifically want to cover crime committed by the wealthy, um, in all regards, because we think they get um, preferential treatment by far in the court system. Oh, without for, a doubt. For everything they do. Um, so there's always stuff like how we did Lenny Dykstra. Sure, he committed uh, bankruptcy fraud. So he did commit a financial um, crime. But you know, baseball players are some of the, the highest paid athletes. They are the highest paid athletes in America. And to cover something, you know, the crimes of a baseball player was an interesting aspect too. Yeah. And also I, I do feel like constantly we're finding out about new crimes with people in pop culture as well. Like we did that one about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi with the, right, the real housewives, but there are two other real housewives scandals that we haven't covered yet. <laughs> And one just like, real housewives. Yes. what that's just the real housewives franchise. There's two more. And that I know of, there might be more. So it's like, there's always like, there have been times where I'm like, oh my God. Well, especially when he first brought the topic up to me, I was like, are we even going to have enough to like do this? And what I'm finding <laughs> is, yeah, we have enough. We definitely, definitely have enough. Well, I guess, you know, and earlier I was kind of asking about the research, like, obviously you may get ideas from so-and-so, but like, Cause you can't exactly just Google like what white collar crime, you, you know, like, so I guess how do we you have in the past <laughs> hey, trade secrets. All right. <laughs> so I was going to say, how do you guys like find these out? Cause uh, I had so many, like most of them I've never heard of. And like, that's why I really like the podcast because, you know, as someone who you know, I love talking about movies, TV, pop culture, you know, at some point when, when you have lots of hours, whether it's a car ride or your work day, I'm like, all right, well, I don't only want to be talking about pop culture, you know, but I also right. don't want to hear about murder, you know, cause that's, that could be heavy. Um, and, and just really sad, honestly, um, and the financial crime and white collar crime and, you know, uh, for the wealthy, it's, it still could be sad, but it's, it's obviously something that's not quite as heavy. So it, it right. It, it's not as emotionally <laughs> distressing. Absolutely. So I guess, yeah. If, uh, do you have, do you want to talk a little bit about what it's like to just keep finding these new stories or like how you find them? Well, I've got a notes app in my phone that every time I hear of something new, 
I put it in there immediately. So then like, I think I have three or four right now that we could potentially use for next season. I also will sometimes just, if I find an article, I'll just send it to him sometimes and be like, Hey, this could be really good. And like for a future episode. Um, so just, I, I feel like I'm constantly like not even on purpose necessarily constantly watching and listening, but I, I am. Um, and that's helpful so that when we get to the end of a season and are planning our next season, we're not totally out of anything of everything, but yeah, this, I mean, this topic has just become part of our lives. Yeah. Now. I mean, we do it. We do it every week. We talk about something new every week. So I find more and more of my conversations with people I meet start turning towards you know, some, something about this now that I have this, this knowledge base in it and, and I can talk more about it with people. So I get a lot of things just by word of mouth. Someone's like, Oh, Hey, did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Or did you see, did you see this? Or I follow a lot of um, people who do things similar to us on YouTube. I consume basically all my content on YouTube. So uh, I, I follow a lot of people that they cover old stuff and then they mention something offhand. And I'm like, Oh, what's that? And then I can go look it up and and find it. Uh, That's how I found like we did the Adelphia scandal, which was a cable company from the nineties. That's like embezzled like a hundred more than a hundred million dollars. And it was because someone mentioned it in a video about something else. And then I just went and looked and and found everything on it. Yeah. That's been another way too, where like if I've been watching, cause sometimes what I'll do is I'll go into YouTube and like try to watch news um, reports on these topics. And then it'll be like suggested videos. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. And then that's another way to, I mean, it's pretty similar to what you just said, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Google algorithm is definitely pinpointed me as like financial crime guy. (laughs) You get a lot of things related to that now. Yeah. Understandable. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I guess, have you guys noticed, uh, obviously the longer you do a podcast, usually like the audience grows. Um, have you noticed other, I guess, specifically like this, this type of podcast, whether it's like white collar or like crimes against like the wealthy that have been either popping up or like maybe ones that you were personally listening to before you guys started yours? Um, because like, it, it is a topic I do believe there should be more info out there about because we're so quick to just talk about murder um, that it's like, if we actually are talking about it all the time, maybe something will happen to more of these folks. Uh, the, the one that came, came before us that was, that gained a lot of popularity is a uh, podcast called swindled. Um, they've, they've even covered a lot of the stories that we've covered as well. Um, and they, they do a really cool job. They splice together like audio. I haven't heard a lot of it, but that one's, that one was before us, not much else, but there have been a lot since we started in the last year. I think they are getting more popular, Mm -hmm. um, red collar by audio Chuck. Um, the same people that make, uh, my favorite murder. I want to say they started one that's still about murder, but it's about people, people, you know, like white collar people who commit murder only. Um, but I listen to a lot of last podcasts on the left, which is one of the most popular podcasts out there. Their channel started one called fraudsters. Um, so they are kind of popping up around, but uh, I think we were really early to, we were, to the action, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I mean, I've said it enough, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fan because I just think that it's something that should get out there more. Um, and 
we've talked about like the, the wealthy do unfortunately really have preferential treatment. I mean, I even know from personal experience, like in banking as a teller, where it's like a wealthier customer may do something not necessarily against the law, but it's like, oh, they had an overdraft fee, like we'll waive it for them. But then like someone who's like struggling has like hundreds of dollars in their account opposed to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, oh yeah, you know, we got to keep their overdraft fees. It's like, doesn't it seem... (laughs) Like it should be the other way around. Maybe the person that bought too much in gas and overdrafted on their card, we shouldn't overdraft them. And maybe the people who have, I don't know, hundred grand, we, they could spare $30. Right. (laughs) Especially when it's $30. They probably wouldn't even notice. Right. Um, So I guess, has it influenced any (laughs) uh, financial choices or like just lessons for your own personal finances? What? <laughs> I want to hear your answer first. For the audio <laughs> listeners, they both just looked at each other like they were caught. Um, I don't think <laughs> Me? so. It's like, yes, I started doing a bunch of accounting scandals. Uh, I I got into stocks. Oh, how is that not, going? <laughs> I don't have very much money in the stocks. I'll admit, I did. It. I did dabble in Robin Hood and I I couldn't take it. I was checking it constantly. (laughs) I have it. I literally like don't even look at it, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, I have like. She's lost a thousand (laughs) dollars. I have less than two hundred dollars invested in it. Um, But that's probably the only change in my finances since starting this. Uh, I also, I actually also started investing because of this, yeah. this podcast. Um, I still have mine. I'm still, I'm, I'm very into it. Uh, am I good at it? No, but I am, <laughs> do, but I am doing it. Uh, I switched all my, cause I, my savings were just around in like, I, you know, I'm a bartender, so I just have, I had a bunch of cash. So learn through this, you know, a little bit about inflation, a little bit about, I don't want to just keep cash around. So. Absolutely. Yeah, there hasn't been a bunch. There hasn't been a huge change, but I also haven't been making significantly more money since then. So (laughs) I'm also never getting a banking account with Wells Fargo. Yeah, that's the other one. (laughs) Yep. I I will say that there have been maybe not changes in our finances, but changes on things in our personal lives that we won't spend money on now or certain places we won't put our money based off of this podcast. Like I remember when we did the um, Volkswagen scandal, Kashan even said to me, he was like, I always wanted a Volkswagen. Now I will not buy one. And, you know, like he said, we'll never do banking with Wells Fargo. Teflon. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm never buying an, I like, I've, I've wanted to go out and get a cast iron pan ever since we covered the DuPont chemical scandal because <laughs> Teflon is scary to me now. It's so, yeah, I went home. Like, I remember when we covered the DuPont scandal, I went home and like told my roommate, I was like, we have to get rid of all of our nonstick cookware. Like we have to get rid of it. And we did. (laughs) I did. And I don't, and I don't own any nonstick cookware. And it's because of that. So I feel like certain like life choices like that have been influenced by the podcast versus like how we run our finances. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I, (laughs) I worked at us bank a little bit after the Wells Fargo scandal. So, and that was like the one thing that customers love to just like, oh, well, like you guys aren't doing what Wells Fargo are doing, are you? And oh, we're just that. like, just like constant, like just jokes and comments as if like, 
Like, yes, I knew what happened, but also <laughs> I was just like, look, I am a teller making $11 an hour. Like I, <laughs> like they give me access to thousands of dollars, but it is not worth like the crime because uh, yeah, it is just like, I learned all the like ways that you could get in trouble for financial crime. Like we were trained on that. And that's why I'm like always so surprised that like none of these people get worse or uh, sentences or anything like that. Cause it's just the amount of trouble I could have gotten for taking cash from like my teller drawer was insane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, that is funny that you guys have started to notice like certain companies like, oh, maybe I don't want to support them for that or so forth. Uh, but um, one, uh, and I'm going to use this as a quick segue to one of uh, Entertainment Buffet sponsors. Um, maybe this is something you can cover. Uh, one company that I like to support uh, and is a sponsor is Zenny Optical. I'm actually wearing a pair of their glasses because- I have their glasses. Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, there's a link uh, in the description below. Uh, if you use that link and purchase some glasses, it's a little kickback to Entertainment Buffet. Uh, but one of the big reasons I started looking into Zenny and like Warby Parker and such is because there's a big, pretty much monopoly of the glasses industry. Um, and I think they were almost tried as a monopoly maybe a possible episode for you guys down the line oh, that'd be um, a good one. I did yeah know. I heard uh, that. yeah yeah Luxottica uh so a big thing that people don't know is it's not that they just own some glasses stores like they often own a lot of the brands and therefore like you walk into a glasses store and you're like oh this is so-and-so this is so-and-so you think you're supporting different brands but they own all of them that's why they're able to charge $500 for glasses. And then for years, all of us were like, well, glasses are just expensive. It's like, they don't have to be. Right. They don't These have to be. I wrote it down so that we don't, that's why I grabbed my phone. <laughs> I was like, I will forget. I wasn't being rude. I was just writing down the the, but, but yeah, that's... yeah, no, I love supporting Zenny because these glasses that I'm wearing, these purple ones I'm wearing, I got for, I think with shipping, uh, like $55. Uh, and I am able to afford over the years getting more of different colors and so forth. And also not supporting a monopoly. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember when I ordered from Zenny, I got three glasses with express shipping for $86. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. So that is, a. Uh, a, uh, a, a sponsor mention, a, a little uh, plug, but also something that maybe we could hear about in the future is because like Luxottica is just this massive uh, monopoly. And I guess I'm wondering if that's something, you know, because one of the first board games we play growing up is Monopoly. Uh, is that something you guys are maybe looking into investigating in the future is like companies that maybe were either tried as monopolies or considered monopolies? We haven't talked about it, but I feel like it could be a potential. Yeah, I'm not opposed. It'd be good. We, we mentioned it a little bit only when we talk about companies where regulators stopped a merger because of the fear of a monopoly. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think we've discussed any companies that have been forced to split because they've been found to be a monopoly, but that'd be something very interesting. Yeah, that that's something we haven't covered. Into, yeah? yeah, Yeah, which it, it was actually something that some people were fearful with uh, Disney buying Fox uh, because like there are really not that many places uh, for like movie distribution and they were thinking like well if Disney owns this much property and this much compared to the other was like at what point is Disney like a monopoly of movies 
I mean, they kind of are though, because they also own ABC now. They own so much. Disney's such an evil company that you could literally (laughs) do an entire podcast set on just why Disney is awful. Yeah, I think That's you guys should be our spinoff podcast. I think you guys should do a season on just Disney. Honestly, <laughs> that's a really good idea. The Disney season. Oh my God. Yeah, I hate Disney. The most horrible place on earth. Uh, love Hercules. I hate Disney. I know. I love Mulan, but damn. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, would you guys like to share? Are there any other projects you guys are working on whether it's by yourselves or you know things that you're doing uh do you have performances coming up you'd like to plug anything like that i'll let you go first uh this takes up a lot of my time i am uh i'm formulating a second podcast it's not out yet but we have episodes recorded so those should be coming out soon it's a higher education um, where me, me and a friend have have a guest on every week and, uh, they give us a 15 minute presentation. Nina was one of the guests talked to us about assemblies of God. And then there's a game <laughs> show round afterwards. Um, but we are in Illinois where recreational marijuana is legal. So we get really baked, uh, before we record the episode. So it's, it, the quotes from it are hilarious. So we'll look for that wherever you uh, consume podcasts soon. So yep. that is more comedic and less, uh, <laughs> <laughs> informational it is definitely more comedic i'm not yeah i was there i was there and i was yeah yes yeah yeah i was not high and i was like all right they were funny they were funny i was so i don't remember <laughs> um nina are there some other shows or things you'd like to plug that you're working on yeah so um i'm an actor i'm a comedian i'm always up to something um right now because of the new covid spikes um pretty sure all my shows are canceled for the rest of the year but uh that's okay um so live shows not really sure what's going to be going on in the near future but you can always find out what i'm doing on my instagram um on my tiktok um i just wrapped a commercial this last week so that was cool um I filmed a pilot earlier this year. So word is, is that that's going to be coming out early next year. Um, I did have a web series that I was a part of called Bordered um, that just dropped last month and that you can find that web series on OGTV. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it, uh, we're recording this right before, you know, uh, Christmas here. Uh, hopefully this will be dropping either right around Christmas or a little bit after. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to plug some live shows coming from entertainment buffet. Uh, hopefully they're still going to happen. Uh, but bruising and bad movies. Um, and we will be returning to Lincoln lodge. If you know, barring live shows are happening February 13th and March 13th, we're going to do a Valentine's day themed, uh, show. And then we're going to be doing one of the leprechaun movies, uh, for St. Patrick's day in March. So, uh, Ooh, is it leprechaun into hood? Uh, that is possibly, uh, we may, there's a luck of the Irish. We may be doing leprechaun in space because that oh, okay. one is, I've heard of neither of those. There's like They're horror movies. I don't think you like horror movies. There's well, like horror movie. It, yeah. There's like six scary at all. There's like <laughs> six of them. It's insane. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out some bad movies, uh, come to those. If not, you know, please, uh, follow entertainment buffet where on the entertainment buffet YouTube, you can listen to 
white collars, red hands. Uh, and there's over a year's worth, you know, 50 so uh, episodes. Uh, has someone who has heard, I want to guess anywhere from 45 to 50 of them. Uh, it is it is a lot of fun. And I do appreciate that you guys, you know, th these are sometimes dark subjects. Like you do kind of keep it light uh, and, and you do banter or, you know, kind of poke fun at yourselves so that it, it like breaks up the stuff that like, otherwise I'd have to pause and just be like, oh, I hate the world now. <laughs> yeah. He gets a lot of text messages from me where I'm like, it'll never get better. We're screwed. Pull her out of a lot of anxiety <laughs> of these, because of these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, anything else you guys would like to talk about uh, in regards to the podcast or just like white collar crime, anything like that? I think that's it for me. This, yeah, has, been, this say, has been think, great. Yeah, this has been great. It's been really fun to talk about this. With you. And thank you uh, for listening as well, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we appreciate the support. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for Nina and Kashan coming on the podcast and, uh, you know, go listen to them where you can listen to them. <laughs>